1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride and today joined by Gav Buckland and Adam Jones as we chew the fat over all the major talking points at Goodison Park, but of course focusing today on last night's game, last night's draw that should have been a victory, but ended up being all square and a quite remarkable finish to the game. There was stunned silence for many inside Goodison, but unfortunately we have to talk about it and we have to try and make sense of what was a quite astonishing finale to a game that Everton had been fully in control of and cruising towards an impressive three points. So we will divide this podcast into the first to the 94th minute and then the 94th <laughs> to the 95th. And of course, we will talk about Moyes Keane, uh, a few others, Dominic calvert of course, into double figures for the league this season. And take the conversation from there. So let's start on what is it's a wholly positive discussion, Gav.
2: First minute to the ninety fourth. Tell me about Everton's performance. Excellent. I mean as good as what we played at home, certainly, for, for a long time. Um winning our personal battles, plenty of strength, a lot of imagination in the the, the final third, I thought. First twenty minutes of the second half where our two sort of wide players so played as two inside forwards, so we were effectively playing four, two, two, two give us a lot more creativity in the middle um, and in the first half we were good out wide on the left hand side in particular and, and all in all it was a pretty comprehensive performance of which, dare I say, Newcastle I think I think it's also something after eighty minutes they'd had two shots and we'd had 17 which speaks volumes so after 94 minutes thinking solid win into the battle now for your Europa League places um, in the mix, um, and then you know, sixty seconds is a long time of football, isn't it? We found out, so it was uh, very disappointing. But we can't take it away in looking at the game and the rest of the season. We can't just focus on the sixty seconds. It's quite right that we focus on the, the ninety-four minutes that went mm. and before that I thought we, we were excellent and thoroughly and really deserving of a two-two-nil lead, probably more.
1: And there was definitely a school of thought afterwards, wasn't there, that the, the the first ninety four minutes of the of the game, if you like, and that performance was was up there with as good as we've played this season.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say probably you know the closest we probably came was that two know win over West Ham. It was all all the way back in September. Feels like a lifetime ago, mm-hmm. but uh, it was only back in September. And uh, yeah, I thought I think it was right up there. I think. Uh, fully agree with what Gab said there. I think it was the imagination in the final third that looked a lot better, especially Bernard cutting in on uh, from that left flank. Looked so dangerous, dropping in between the lines, uh, as we saw him doing against Brighton, of course, to mm. a lot of effect as well. And, uh, you know, Angelotti spoke after the West Ham game. He said, you know, he, he wanted to see his side be more brave. They were too shy in the first half. He wanted to see them playing more vertically, with, with, with whatever that meant. <laughs> We we deciphered that as direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think he he definitely saw the fruits of that Uh, against Newcastle. I think we were more direct. I think we were a lot more brave on the ball. We were attempting more dribbles. We were attempting to be that little bit more creative in the final third, and it was coming off. You know, we even had a couple of chances in the second half. You know, Mason Holgate. Had a chance. calvert Lewin hit the post. Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Bernard lifted one just over the bar. Score, but, and, yeah. but to be honest, there was there was no point in when we were missing those chances where I was thinking, oh, these might come back to bite us. But <laughs> like, like, I've never seen a more routine two 0 home win, and then you know, the making, uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. La- the last the last minute happens, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, he had had the opportunities mm. in the second half, and um, you know, Bernard doesn't. You know, we spoke about spoke about him on Friday that he's far more suited, obviously, to four four two rather than four two three one. 2 when he's playing further up the pitch and he's got less space to operate and, and less opportunity to move inside. In, um, in 4-4-2, he's playing maybe 20 yards further back down the pitch and uh, therefore he's got more space to operate in and he's got more space to move on the inside. I mean, in that first goal, and we we'll talk about moise kid later, you know, I'm not sure he'd be in that position in a four-two-three-one. Yes,
1: yeah, that would have been where the number ten would. Yeah, be? yeah, mm.
2: he would have been where Sigurd would have been. Yeah, and he, you know, if you think about, it, he's, he's playing left-hand side of midfield, but it allows him to, to move inside to like a number ten position, and you get the best out of him. Really, I think in in that role, um, and I, I thought I thought we played really well, um, and you know, what can you say? <laughs> 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 you can't, can't say a lot. It was it was as Adam said, routine. Yeah, you know, but for you know, but I'd, I'd say we played better against West. Because West Ham were poor when they did the contributor to that poor perform. You mm. know, that, that that game being yes. two nil. But i have not seen Newcastle this season. But I'm not sure that they were that poor mm. last night compared to how they played I just think that we we were we were a class you know a level above them. Mm. I mean that pass some of the passing moves the one where Bernard chipped her over the bar or whatever. That was a great, great move. So being so to key yeah, key to Walcott. Yeah, yeah and there was three or four like that in, in the second half in particular and and on occasion in the first half on the, the left hand side. And you can't complain when you're seeing that type of football.
1: Well uh, just 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 rowing back a little bit and, and, and going back to, to Monday's press conference that you were there. What did you make of of, of Carlo's comments about um, about style? And obviously, you mentioned vertical, play more vertical. But what about in particular? You know, he made it quite clear. I thought it was the most it, it was it was the most articulate sort of representation and, and explanation of how he of his vision, if you like. You know, sort of saying he's not bothered about possession. Do you think maybe on some level? I mean, obviously, he's a, he's obviously a hugely experienced, well skilled manager who has his own thoughts and, 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 and methods. But obviously, do you think s- at some point he's looked maybe, you know, and we have to admit this is, you know, because they are, they are currently the best team in the country, the way Liverpool play, they don't play possession football. Mm. They're very direct. You know, they play a lot of long passes, very effectively. Do you think maybe that's kind of, there's almost a shift in the way that, that some managers now looking at football and, and, and that's what Carlo, partly why Carlo wants us to play that way?
0: Uh, I think that probably plays into the thinking because, you know, you can't have a team... Being so good as Liverpool are, and I think Man City do do it on occasion as well. You know, just the way they can tear through teams with pace. You know, you can't have that system being so successful without some of the world's best managers picking up on it and mm-hmm. thinking, "Yeah, maybe I can utilise this a little bit." But Carlo had Liverpool's number before he came here. Yeah, you know he you know he'd beaten them with Napoli before he came here, yeah. so he knows he knows how to break down that sort of system as well. And he's such a you know he's clearly just such an intelligent man. Like as you say, like his description of how he wanted Everton to play was so articulate, and I think he was maybe just uh, maybe assessing the kind of limitations that he's got with this squad at mm. the minute. Not just in terms of you know the technical ability of some of the players that we've got, but you know the kind of injury issues that we've got as well. And you know, the, the, there's always going to be whenever a new manager comes in, there's always going to be some sort of grace period before their style. Gets really introduced and, into the team,
1: and so to interesting. Do we also think that when he's looked at the forward options, and he's looked at Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Moise Key, and he's gone young, loads of potential, but what are they good at? They're quick, they're strong, they're athletic, mm-hmm. energetic. Which, yes, mm. and so you try and turn, you know turn teams rather than necessarily playing intricate football. You turn them quickly.
0: Well, yeah, essentially, if you if you're playing the ball round the back then those those kind of players aren't getting the ball. And at the minute, they are proven to be our best players. You know, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin, especially over the last few weeks. You know, it's no surprise that, you know, they're the ones who've scored the bulk of the goals while Ancelotti's been here, you know, until Keane bagged his one yesterday. So, you know, if if we are messing about with it at the back a little bit too much, then ultimately you're starving those kind of players of the service that they need. And, you know, we all know the kind of limitations that Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison have as well. You know, they're not clinical enough to be taking every single chance that comes to them yet you know hopefully they will be in the future but they're not quite there yet so we need to create as many chances for them as we possibly can and you know especially against West Ham that really just wasn't happening I think you know the only chance that I can remember Calvert-Lewin Avon was the one that he ended up scoring so you know he he, he does just need That kind of service, you know, I thought, you know, what impressed me most about Calvert-Lewin yesterday was the one that he scored yesterday. That wasn't an easy chance for him to take it all. You know, it's such a good finish, you know, swept in uh, with his wrong foot Mm. uh, past, you know, a a goalkeeper who had a really good game, I thought. He was a good game against us. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, you, you have just got to get the ball forward to these players as much as possible. And I think we did, you know, if you look at the West Ham game and the Newcastle game. In isolation, I think we did see a marked improvement in terms of you know the kind of quality of chances we were creating for the two strikers.
1: What do we? Um, so let's 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 um, retain the positivity and, and focus on what was really good about last night. Gav, describe to me how impressed you were with Moyes Keane's performance. Not just the fact yeah. that he scored as a centre forward, okay. and you want that, but his performance overall. And perhaps for people who haven't had the opportunity to have seen the game, maybe weren't there or, or haven't had the chance to see extended highlights, you know, tell them about, about your know, Moise Keane being, for me, showing elements of, of what you would want in a proper centre forward, both defensively Absolutely. and attackingly.
2: Yeah, um, like a young Victor and a Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, um, what i say about him and every game has been building, and building and pressure. Yes. So every time he goes on the pitch, he's facing more pressure than what he did in the previous game, isn't he? Um, because obviously he's not scored and he's got a thirty million play tag, and there's been question marks. Um, so um, last night, I thought he was. Um, I thought I was trying to think of a word. he was. He was strong. He was committed. He was quick. He was clinical when he got the opportunity. Though there was a bit of an ass yes type sort of land the ball behind him. He fought, there was one bit where he fought about three players on the halfway line. I think it was that in the second half, mm. and he ended up getting a yeah. foul where there yeah. was actually no way he should have won that ball. Um, he posed a threat. He, he ran, he enabled us to um, break from him deep by carrying the ball further up the pitch and relieve the pressure on our defence. And it, I think if he'd have landed from the Planet dog last night at Goodson and somebody said yeah, That lad's not scored all season, you would have gone, What? Yeah. You know, you would be saying, you know, he was, surely he must have done when he's considered as game time. And the other good thing was, and people have said about his off the pitch stuff, is that he was quite popular. He's obviously quite popular because yes. everybody went to him when he scored, didn't he? You know, mm. he's obviously, you know, there's a lot of affection for him. I just thought he was, you know, it's as good a centre forward display seeing a good for a for a long time off an an individual player. I thought he was, I thought he was superb still a little bit raw. But even before his goal, I was thinking, you know, I would kick on it if he scores his goal, scores a goal. But before the goal had been a threat, hadn't he yeah. he'd um, he'd had a good shot saved, hadn't he? Um I think sometimes I like to see him place the ball rather than blast it. He does have a tendency to have yeah, one I think, type I of think of of effort, I think yeah. he got lucky yesterday, though he scored it went through to Bravka didn't I think. Um and sometimes it's like the one at Anfield in the league, mm. where sometimes as a striker, if you have got a one-on-one, or sometimes look look to place it rather than and look up and place it rather than just trying to hit it. You, hard you, would, as
1: you would hope that the first goal and now that's that that relative monkey, if he likes off his back, yeah, he would have the confidence and relax in front of the goal yeah, to yeah. maybe start placing he, shots. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's he's playing a percentage, just get on target. And yeah. sometimes as he develops, I think it's far more productive. I mean, if you can do that. I mean, a player who was like that 20 years ago was Emileski. He was a similar type of player in some respects, is that he didn't score the goals that he should have done mm. because I think half the time he blasted it rather than you know, definitely placed it into the corner. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I thought he was excellent. Interesting selection uh, issue for uh, Carlo. He may. He says Dom. I know it's got two weeks now. Having me to the next game. Dominic Cavill has been playing very well. May talk about him. And uh, it's it's good that you've got three three forward players, different types of players in some respects, but all have got pace and hopefully now goal scoring power between between the three of them. We've we've seen Adam
1: all three of them play from the start in one game this season. If if memories serve me, that was at Newcastle Mm. uh, over Christmas. You know. Do you think that's something that Carlo can use on a more regular basis? Do you think there's, there's you know, in his system, can he play Keane, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison all from the start as he did? Can he? Yeah. Because I think
0: Richarlison is flexible enough that he can play out wide. Uh, Should he? I don't think so. Because I I think from what we've seen of Richarlison over the last month or so... I think you're wasting him if you put him out wide now. Like I think you know, he is, he is playing his best football when he's playing through the middle with Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. And I think the thing that impressed me most about Keane yesterday is that he, had to, he had to fill that sort of a role, which is, you know, Carlo Ancelotti said a lot about what he wants Calvert-Lewin to do. He wants him to stay more central, mm. don't run the flanks as much, you know, get yourself in the box as much as possible. So that's meant that Richarlison's had to drop off a little bit more, be that sort of creative yeah. link between the midfield and the attack. That almost like, bit almost more.
1: like an old school number 10, not a modern
0: number yeah. 10. but it, Yeah, yeah. and I think Moyes Keane filled that role quite quite well yeah. yesterday. You know, we, we often saw him, you know, like that moment that Gav was talking about in the second half where he dropped off towards the halfway line, held off three players and, you know, if one of them hadn't fouled him, he would have been away and he would have been able to play Calvert-Lewin in. You know, that's the kind of thing, you know, I, I probably I probably wouldn't have expected that from Moyes Keane, uh, going by his performances so far up until this point. But I think he filled that role really, really well. And I think, you know, the one moment that impressed me most about him was a couple of minutes before he scored. Uh, he won a header from a Newcastle corner at big, the front post big header, yeah. and then chased the ball 80 yards all the way back to, to force Newcastle to play it back to their goalkeeper. And I think... Keeper ended up hitting it out for an Everton throw, mm. and you know that got him a massive round of applause from the Everton fans. And you know that those kinds of things will help his confidence massively. Yeah. You know, as well as putting the ball in the back of the net. And I don't think it's any surprise to me that you know about two minutes later he did actually yeah. Uh, yeah. score.
1: But, and and I totally take that point, and I totally agree. Although, Gav, would you say that as he as he matures and he understands more tactically about the game? And you know, bearing in mind that he's clearly he, his engine is quite not he's not yet ready for him to play ninety minutes. He will learn when to pick and choose those types of. I runs. was just
2: I have just took the words out of my mouth. I sometimes don't want to see a striker running eighty yards up the pitch, do you? Um, oh, I mean, are we concerned that being at the club what, five months start he's not quite ready to play ninety minutes? Is that a concern? Well, well given give go on,
0: I, go on. I, I, he didn't. He wasn't exactly a regular for events this last season, yeah. was he? He's not. He's not exactly been a regular, especially in okay. senior football, ever really. Yeah, yeah, so, no. especially with adapting to a, the Premier League as well, uh, I'm I'm not too concerned on that on that front personally. Anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just saying. I, th- I think well, the time has got to preserve his fitness to go over ninety minutes. You don't want to be running eighty hard runs every five no, yeah. minutes. And yeah. I think, pass as you say, quite rightly. Part of that getting, whatever you say, match fit or whatever the basis mm. day these <laughs> days is, especially for the striker, is no meant to run and not to run, and saving the energy at the right times. Because um, he's uh, a very explosive yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he? there was there was one run, I think he, in the second half, where he picked the ball right like, about of area and he ran for 40, 50 yards at top pace. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You
0: know, and uh, but then his pass at the end looked a bit tired.
2: Didn't yeah, it? yeah. And I think you can, see a play, you can see you can see yes. why there was a bit last last night was the first time, and there's been patches. Last night was the first time seeing him, but you can see why we've spoken so highly of. There was, an, last there, was year. there was an excitement last night, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, yeah, about yeah, the way absolutely. he was playing, yeah. And uh, if you get that, at Goodison, and everybody benefits. The crowd gets up for it, and the players get up for it. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's just a going back to my initial point, interesting conundrum mm. for Carlo. Bear in mind what I'd said is that you're not, you've got one of your three really can't you know you're not getting the best out of him if you're playing in, in, in wide left in the midfield for. I think and the problem
1: the so the, the, the problem is in, in it, theoretically is assuming assuming fit for Watford in, in ten days, whatever it is, all three are loosely in form. Calvary can't stop scoring. Charlton was scoring when he was yeah. in the team, and now Keane's opened his account and, and confidence yeah. will be sky and, high.
2: Like and Bear in mind. Keane's a young lad who's come off to a standing over You know, standing eight, you know, eight, whatever. Is the best? Oh, by the way, he's off for the next game. Mm. It's, a, it's just an incest one that'll test uh, Carlo's powers and experience of management, really. Um, but I don't know. Left, left field. One was he playing as a front three in a four-three-three? Three? Well,
1: I was. I was going to say when we were discussing whether you could play them, You know, obviously Carlo's made it clear that defensively four-four-two. Yeah, but obviously that does morph and transform into something yeah. a little bit different. Can he Can he play in a system where Richarlison plays in one of the wide positions defensively because you know he will do that work and then when we get the ball, it becomes a three? Yeah, but yeah. then you're going to have to drop... Are you dropping Bernard for him to play on the left? Not on last mm. night's performance. Are you dropping Walcott, who's, you know... It was who's
2: just, it was a similar type of player to the other team you have spoken about, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and
1: Walcott, undoubtedly for me, relishes and you get more out of him when the manager, whether it was Marco for certain periods last season or on one or two occasions, and Carlo now saying, you're cutting into the middle, almost becoming and joining. Yeah. You feel like you're getting more out of Walcott playing. Yeah. as a yeah, no, I that. Inside I mean, forward. You, you
2: suspect that that would, would be an option if you have Gomez and Gabamon, right, in yeah. the midfield. That yeah, that was going to be my exact Yeah, point. yeah I yeah. think... I think maybe we've not got the the, the right balance in the three. Mm. I'm just I don't. I draw comparisons with Liverpool, who have like a front three, don't yeah, they? Okay. But their middle three tend to sit. Don't not sit, but you know, are a proper like flat three in some yeah. respects. They'll, they will to move up and down, don't they? Um, I don't think we've got a three like that at the moment until Gomez and Gabaman come back. But it's one certainly one to the one for the future, and not a bad problem to have that we've got three players in good form, we've still got to get the rest of the team scored I think I was looking last night and this this cost us is the thing since we beat Wolves, which is now four months ago. have you only scored three in one Premier League game against mm, Chelsea? Rice. Right. Mm. Which is just you know, that killer instinct. Yeah, donors, yeah, it? And it's getting it's getting to Is that the way. is that the
1: payoff then when I was I was you know I've I've written down here twenty two, twenty two and nineteen loads of potential in those three lads yeah. and we've and we're already seeing how they can what they can offer at this stage in their careers at Premier League, but of course, with young players, you would never to be get rough, yeah. rough edges, ups and downs.
2: But that's all that's all right at the moment because one of them does, you can play, you can play the other two, then mm. can't you? know. So, um, or
1: are you suggesting it needs to be? You're not just looking at the at the two that do start. You're looking at other players, the creative players. Yeah, to be Yeah, I, at I chip just in. don't
2: think we need to get more goals from the rest of the team, don't mm. we? Mm. I know, I know. It's all right saying Keane scored last night which was great. But that's that's about 12 of the last 13 goals that we scored with Richarlison and in the Premier League, Richarlison and Calvert Lewin. Yeah. But Keane scored last night and he's still, he's that's replacing right, yeah. Richarlison, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Which is the we issue we had about, last season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, with Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson and Richarlison, wasn't yeah. it? Last season, it's getting goals off the middle four. I mean, you're looking at that last night, how many goals has Bernard going to get for you this season? Teo. You know, Schneider and I are going to. I mean, Schneiderlin's not scored for us for three years, and I think Delph's scored. B- and Is not Bernard
1: d- the next highest scorer behind? Two. Yeah, beha- two. behind Calvert Lewin and Rishalish yeah, yeah. Premier yeah.
2: League goals. You know, I think we've had have we had is he keen? The eighth player to score for us in the Premier League. It's getting and also getting like a little bit more from set pieces. Though, strange enough both centre halves were unlucky last night. Mm. Um, mm. And Luca Dean's goals have dried up completely, haven't they? Mm. You know. Um and, and and based on his free kick, he's not he's not scoring from a free kick here uh, anytime. No, anytime no. soon. So, scored that at the front three. Yeah, I totally agree. But we need what cost us last night. Perhaps is not the absence of a, a goal from another another part of the pitch, but that could have taken it to three, three or even four nil.
1: And um, just before do we move on to the less enjoyable things to talk about? Are you sure. <laughs> I think <laughs> it, I think it is important we we maybe do a little bit more focus on on Calvert Lewin. Ten league goals for the season into double figures. I mean, he he would be in the run- and I appreciate, it. it's not particularly a badge of honour, but mm. in terms of looking at standout players this season, he would be in the running, wouldn't he, surely, for a for, 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 you know, sort of consistent of performer in a very tough season? Yeah, I'd say he'd be he'd be leading it for me at the minute, into, if you're
0: looking at the whole season, I think maybe Yeri Mina came close up until about a month ago, but Calvert-Lewin's kicked on a little bit more. I think, you know, by the by the time the end of the season comes, Mason Holgate might have mm. a bit of a shout uh, for that kind of awards. But, you know, at the start of the year, we were all, you know, we all knew what was holding calvert Lewin back and it wasn't any sort of work rate or, you know, any of his physical attributes or anything like that. You know, it was just in terms of, you know, can he, can he put the ball in the back of the net mm. on a consistent basis? And, you know, he's come through some rough patches over the last couple of years and he is... Now, pretty consistently putting the ball in the back of the net, and you know, obviously, there is improvements. And you know, Carlo keeps talking about those improvements. He needs to stay central a little bit more, he needs to take more of his chances when they uh present themselves to him. But you know, to be already in double figures uh in January, you know, we've still got months of the season to go, you know, it, it can it kind of frees him up in a way. You know, he has he, he, this is his best ever return for Everton. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to get dropped anytime soon. Uh this is his chance now, from now until the end of the season. Go and see how many goals you can get. How many How do you think he should be targeting in the league? Really? 14 games left? 14 games left. If he, do, if he doesn't get over 15, then I think he'll be a, a little bit disappointed uh, from now until the end of the season. And if he ends up with 15 goals this that, season, that, that would that's put, a,
1: that, that puts him, that would put him, Guy might be able to back this up. If he scored 15 league goals, <laughs> that would put him, in terms of the last 10, 12... 13 years of Premier League football for the club. Yeah, That would put him
2: probably be only second to Rom yeah, in single yeah, seasons. Yeah. I think Rom's first one was 17, wasn't he? And I think he offers a little bit more to the team than what Rom did when he first started. Yeah, I was having some of the Premier League appearance for us, for us last night. So on my my very iffy stats, I think he's got 10 and 22. So that makes him his first 17 Premier League appearances, 11 goals. <laughs> last 22 Premier League appearances 10 wow or, or 21 maybe because I don't think he scored on so in terms of a, yeah, of yeah, a yeah. metric to
1: kind of if you wanted to kind of quantify yeah. the progression
2: yeah absolutely yeah it's just a sudden bit and, and that's what sometimes happens with strikers I mean what I like uh, he's now that was a great finish last night mm-hmm. I mean it was a, Richarlison-esque against uh, Brighton wasn't yeah, it a bit in of a dull some respects like but not you know uh, maybe not as sort of um, intricate but, what, and he had that shot at it at the post, wasn't it? Yes. Which was a really, it was a good shot, that. Um, he was unlucky there. Um, what, what are, like, what, a couple of things there. There was obviously a few old times saying about, like, sort of Graham Sharp when he first mm. broke, broke through 1981-82. Our new life president of former players, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the point of raise then was that, then you played, teams play four four two. So if you were the young striker coming in, you were in a very, playing off somebody he was probably a little bit more experienced than you. He could he could take the weight off you, show you the ropes on the pitch, all that type of stuff. Graham Sharp had the fellow called Peter Eastham. It was great with his back to goal and all that, you know. And uh, the problem is, said with Calvert Lewin and young striker, if you're playing four-two-three-one, you 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 are sole striker. There's nobody to take the weight off you. Shoulders, in so you've got to end, score yeah. goals yeah. and run the channels, all this type of stuff. You've got nobody to take the weight off you, and it's no coincidence that he's he's kicked on completely since we've been playing 4-4-2 and he's had a second striker playing with him, mm. you know. And I think that's that that's helped him. I like to think he would have kicked on anyway mm. because confidence through scoring goals, but I think that's been the key thing in his development. And I'm 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 like keen and Richarlison. I'm I'm being really impressed by by him. And also, with scoring goals that you want to see strikers score. Um, Gary Lineker always says, doesn't he, that you know, the most important weapon in the striker's army is knowing to attack space. That, but nine times I was the ten, the ball won't need stay. But the one time I was the ten, you know, mm. jackpot. You know, and that's what he started doing far more effectively for me inside the penalty mm. box, like for the goal on. On, on Saturday where it was a flick-on, wasn't it Yeah, mm. It started his run before the ball had reached the, the vacant mm. area. I think that's here at St James's Park. Yeah, no well, Newcastle right? I was gonna yeah. say. And that's something that he, he's obviously developing and learning when to do that, which is something that was lacking, I think, in the first half of the first half of the season where I think it was a couple of times against Man City where he was reacting to things in the area. You know, I think there was a couple of times against Man City where Edison saved. The ball came out and he reacted to you late, and by the time he got there, the ball squirted off and mm. went wide. Where a good, stri- a good experienced striker will say, "I'm going to run it just in case he parries yeah, the ball," yeah, yeah. and then you're there to knock it in, you know. And I think that's something that he, he still needs to develop, but he's showing signs of of learning, and that's obviously contributed to his goal count. So yeah, he, I mean, it's really looking at him. You're thinking, if you do really well, he's still what, twenty-two, Two. is he? Yeah. Um, this guy could be the limit for him because he got all the, the attributes of a mobile, mobile striker. Left foot last night, very good in the air as we know. Both, both in the, air, yeah. in the penalty mm. box, from headers, but flick-ons and all that type of stuff. And you thinking if you if you keep your head and your coach right and you, you you know show the right mentality, then you know you could have a very long and profitable career. You know, uh, hopefully for Everton. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here,
1: here. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast. Right, we move on and we sadly move on to 94th minute and 95th minute of last night's game. Um, Everton conceded two goals, as I'm sure you all are very well aware. Um, Adam, why, how, who's to blame, what's to blame, um, how did it come to that? Uh, f- uh, I think I think we'll be wondering how we come to that for
0: weeks and months in the future. But you know, we've got we've got a piece that which will be up by the time this podcast is out, and we've analysed each each of the uh, each of the Newcastle goals. I got I got given the luxury of looking at the first oh, goal. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I can't help but look past Jordan Pickford to be honest. When the corner comes in, Pickford challenges Legend for the ball. And he flaps at it because Lejeune, you know, he's a big, big lad challenging mm. him for the ball. But because of, because he flaps at it, Mason Holgate spots the danger and drops back to the goal line just in case mm. Lejeune wins the header and maybe maybe tries to score. There's a fella, there's a fella at the back post, Fabian Schiard, I think it is, who's now in about 10 yards of space to flick it back into the area where Lejeune has stood, where Mason Holgate should have been. So un- you know, unmarked. Uh, unmarked right, in that yeah. zone about in about five yard of space. And you know, it's a you can't account for the finish. It it's a, it's a really good finish from him in the mm. end to get that overhead kick on it. But yeah, it all it all stems from Pickford missing that first that first air cross and then, you know, zonal marking doesn't help f- for the fact that Shah's got so much time to put the ball back into the box at the back post. But yeah, for the first goal at least I'm um, I, I I can't help but look Look at uh, Jordan Pickford thinking he, he needs to be stronger with that cross into the box. And how many times have we said that yeah, yeah, at this we,
2: point? We, we need to have a screen like the other Monday night football. it's Yeah, 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 if it can. yeah. What can you say? Well, 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 what I would say though is what contributes a bit of stick going about substitutions last night. Isn't go on, go, go. The, like, Expa- expand. And,
1: uh, um, all right then. Yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. I'll, and just I I'll think we need on to. I'll pick up a one sub which and I, and like and. and, 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 and I'm not making him out as a scapegoat, far from it, but I think perhaps it was indicative. It brings on Umanias. Yeah. Now, the, so the base kind of expectancy from Umanias is he'll run and run and run and he'll make life difficult for however long he's on the pitch for the opposition defence because he'll be in the face, yeah. he'll harry them, impress them, et etc. et cetera. I didn't really feel like we got that from him and I felt no. like it wasn't just him, and, and, and I'm stressing this, but it felt like the the injection of of, of tempo that Carlo was hoping to to bring to the team in the final 10 minutes. Didn't it happen. I felt like there was actually a loss of momentum.
2: Yeah, well, there was two things. He did The first time he touched the ball, I think he could give a foul away, didn't miss control on the halfway line. The second time, he was sure, he wasn't a 3-1 goal, but he had the good. He had one didn't that he? That was in the 92nd minute, yeah, 2 that, on 2 yeah. Had the chance to play to Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, and didn't. in the end, it just he, did he take a... Bigger touch, and did that lead directly to the it's all a big touch, and yeah, so I yeah, so I was just wondering the logic. And lots of follow me here is it's brought Keane on and move Walcott over, and then replaced Walcott with Nias. Well, the easiest thing was just replacing the ass with take Keane off and replacing the ass. Mm. Saves yourself a saves yourself a I'm not sure sort if of the saves are uh, substitution. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? Just try, is I'm just trying
1: to think about this in my head in terms of yeah. Keane was obviously ready to come off after yeah. seventy minutes. Mm. The best will in the world, did he think and he he wants to limit the amount of time he has to rely on the ass?
2: Well why is he on the bench then? Well, good question. Why not bring if, Gordon? If, on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is he on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, if you if you if you if you're putting someone on some the bench, but you want to limit the time that they're on the pitch because of his well-known limitations, what well, then put him on the bench? Mm. Then you know, especially as we know, is his future is uh, well, it's not happening. At Eleven isn't it? Mm. And 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 I, I just thought we made two substitutions there. That actually just one would have, one would have done, and the other one was think Bernard obviously played really well last night. I think he's played one ninety minutes for us since the opening day, and always been injured, he's clearly a player who struggles to last the pace. Yes. As does Walcott. I, I, I don't things. think Bernard looked well. Yeah, may,
0: yeah. May, maybe it, like if you're a manager and you're looking at players a bit more closely, you see different yeah. things. But f- you know, from just someone sat in the stands, I didn't think Bernard looked like he was tiring tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, like maybe. I was quite, I was quite surprised when you know Bernard, who I thought was our most
1: creative player, yeah. even even at two 0 I was a bit surprised to see. Him any any off. any in, in in sort of indication into how he was tired in that he opted. Not to run across the pitch and be sub, but go off, go off by the touchline yeah. and, and meander around. And is, that, is, that, is that not the new that, that's rule a, that's that you've got now? Ah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And also, you get a nice round of applause. Of course, you know, yeah. yeah. And uh, what's not to like with that? But I just thought that once Keane went off, we just lost a little bit of I mental. I think Coleman
0: yeah. came
2: on, didn't he? And we ended up Coleman and back into DB. I'm not I'm not up, really
0: surprised there. by that though. Like we've we've played that a few times with yeah. Ancelotti haven't we? Yeah and no it's worked we, under we, him as well.
2: Yeah it's just be lost our considering 70 minutes was all about momentum and style of play and you know playing as a as an outward out you know uh as a 10, you know, outfield players, you know the blend was right. I just thought after after that substitution we um we lost it and they never threatened, but they had a little bit more of the ball. And we just didn't, mm. we lost that like final third threat that we'd had. And ultimately that followed through to the, to the you know, to the, the, the first goal, which was, I was gutted about it. We lost a clean sheet. And we, yeah, was so like, the I second, was thinking second, that, yeah. Second best record after Liverpool, isn't it? Since mm. the start of last season, a home clean sheets. and now there's another stat disappeared. <laughs> but I just thought at the time, okay, you know, I didn't think what was going to happen after yeah. that. The second goal was a shambles, wasn't it? <laughs> well,
1: indeed it was. I think I think my biggest issue for the second goal um, was that we had the ball. Yeah, mm. we, we restart the game. The possessions are there's less than as it transpired, less than a minute
2: on the on Simon
1: Hooper, yeah. Hooper's watch, and we give it straight back to them. Yeah, it it was
2: it was almost like being a glutton for punishment. Yeah, I, I was like I was likening it to uh, you know the, the now infamous Bournemouth game, the three the three but we'd scored, hadn't we, in the 95th minute to make it three two. So they had the ball from the kickoff. Mm. But yeah. like, you know, so we had like sort of thirty seconds to last. But they had the ball. Last night it was 30, 45 seconds to last. And we've got the ball. And we ended up uh, well, you know, we've seen it. I've only I've only seen the goal what about once live, once uh, once on the telly. Just, just <laughs> a just little anecdote was the last like night, don't you read it? but a fella from the walked out about five minutes in the end mm-hmm. from behind the Anderson press box. And said, uh, "I think he was just I 'I don't think I'm going.' Says I can't stand the pressure. <laughs> little, oh. little, did he know, you know, oh, like yeah, no. he, said, he said it was some yeah. irony in sarcasm, you know. And uh, little did he know, or maybe well, he did. L- no, yeah, l- yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Little did everybody in the, yeah. in, the in the press. And the box. second no, goal had written. I mean, you
2: could talk, you could talk an hour, can you? But, you know, it's uh, kicking it back to them. Super free kick.
1: But then, even at that yeah. point, Gav, and that's another thing that I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with. Even, even giving it back to them, right." Why have you done that? Okay, it's gone. Even after it's conceding a free kick, right, forget it, it's gone. There's a free kick about on the halfway line. Yeah. You've still got plenty of op- opportunity yeah. to deal with the ball.
2: Yeah. It yeah. wasn't
1: it was pumped to the side of the box almost. It wasn't. It wasn't a great free kick, was at the end of the no. we
0: brought sh- no, two, two players get caught underneath yeah. the ball, and then that was that was essentially game over. Was yeah. It was a Fernandez as as a shot and then just all hell. Fernandez <laughs> the post
1: coming out to Hayden, and obviously that infamous still, which you've probably seen on social media, and I'm sure many of our listeners have seen it, at the moment of the goal going over the line. It's just a, like a, a chaotic scene of, of of yeah, we've got two players off the pitch, Mina yeah, and yeah, Holgate yeah, yeah. off the pitch. They'd obviously they'd flung themselves in an attempt to stop Fernandez's yeah. shot, but Pickford is actually behind the line because in in anticipation of Hayden's volley coming through that sea yeah. of bodies, he'd already dived, but somehow. His dive had taken him behind he, he, the goal he jumped line. Yeah. The he, shot, he
0: dove, he? like,
2: diagonally. Yeah. Like, so, he, so he ended up crossing the line. But so then, obviously, was, Calvert-Lewin blocked it yeah, with his head, didn't yeah, he, in and, the end? And Delph was playing players on, wasn't he, and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I, i, I I'm not sure. Pickford, he's a little bit of a my, my character at the moment, isn't he? There's some people, like, I, I still think, you know, he's decent and stuff. But last night brought into focus, there's a, you know, there's a body of supporters. You know, probably... I fully understand. And do think that actually mm, not great, and I and I was looking at that. I think does a does a top class keeper leave themselves? I mean, there's probably like people better qualified than me to talk about the, to leave. You know, a yard behind the goal because if he's on this line, he's saving the ball, isn't it? He? Yes. he went straight state that, and the ball only went over the line because he's behind yes. the line. Mm. It wasn't if the ball went in the corner and he had to die for it and i, I didn't I, I didn't think that it just looked wrong you don't often see that do you know and um he didn't cover himself in glory though others may disagree and it was just a just a shambles of a shambles of a uh, um, shambles of a shambles a shambles yeah. of a shambles yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was an omni shambles as the phrase goes though Indeed. it did it did give me the chance for i opportunity start. go on is uh the last time there was goals cuttterson in the night from the same team in the ninety fourth and ninety fifth minute was against Birmingham, we scored two against Birmingham to win the game three one in November two thousand oh, and seven. Wow. And who was the Birmingham manager? Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was it was was wasn't one. Lee Carsley called the screamer. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, Lee Carsley, James Warren. Yeah. Um, and it, that's still. <laughs> In fact, we didn't even have to talk about that goal, really, did you? You just got a picture of the still. <laughs> yeah. saying, there it is. It's almost akin yeah, it to that yeah. great
1: still that somebody did from that scene in Manchester City Centre a couple of years ago, where <laughs> yeah. yeah. the fella's just like, yeah. That. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, what, that's what came into my mind when yeah. I saw it last night. Or yeah, yeah. Well, the other
2: one, which is which I always thought was a great one, was when we beat Arsenal 2 1 in 2016, where both goalies are in oh, yeah, the yeah. goal line. Yeah, yeah. In our, in our, yeah. <laughs> you even, know, our Even
0: the one where we had where we played United and all three of our centre backs are on the floor, like on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, yeah. Of course, so, we, yeah, we've, we've yeah. had a few. we had, had a few, few of them,
2: but um, that one last night was the most serious, wasn't it? It was just uh, it was an omni shambles. I just hope, and I think it's good that we haven't got a game on Saturday. By the way, mm. I think it'd be good to give people time to get out the system. I don't, I'm not. I don't think Martinez that season was the same after because. Like last night, we could have gone eight or whatever, or 7th. When we, Bournemouth, if we won that 3-2, we would have gone like, so of was a 6th or something like that. And we never seemed to recover after that game. It was just always in the background. Yeah. Even beat them in the FA Cup later on the season. And that didn't eradicate the uh, the pain in that 3 all. And I just hope that we react mm. better. At what, for tricky game? Well, for a tricky, tricky game. Um, again, on a ground that I don't think we've done that well at, um, no, no. tell me about in, it um, <laughs> and I think well I've been here three times three wins and I think are you yeah, going yeah, February yeah. the first <laughs> yeah, no, no I don't think so yeah. okay, you, yeah, we, you we, we pick, need to just drag him there yeah, you <laughs> goes, him in the yeah. it was a long time ago that though now seriously I, I, I think it's good that we haven't got a game on Saturday I think it will give time to just recruit mm. rec- and think about things differently um, and it was as you say it was just <laughs> what can you say just show that picture it says
1: it all Still mm. not won a league game when there's been no Richarlison. Five now. <laughs> Which is... Which uh, is... Fingers crossed he is, his knee is suitably healed in time for the trip to Watford on February the 1st. Um, before we do uh, conclude this edition of the podcast, just want to get the lad's thoughts on... You know, Gav had mentioned it early on in, in the pod. You know, a victory would have put his eighth and really firmly in the battle for the Europa League. Um, 24... 30 points from 24 games. Continue that points-per-game average. That'll take us to somewhere between 47-48. Last season, that only would have been good enough for 12th. Yeah. But this season, different.
2: Similar points total but That because the league's so tight. Yeah, but they reckon, they reckon if you carry on, 56 might get you fifth. Wow. Something like that. You know, only Everton could get 72 and finish fifth, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think if you look at Chelsea, I think they're, they're 36 and 23, something like that, and I think if you factor it through, 56-57. Yeah, we're for all I'm saying last night is not a not a season ending result, is it? Uh, it would be nice to get the extra two points. But we're still still in the mix, I mean um and it's it's about the reaction, isn't it? And I think there's all to play for. As we seen last week when we were talking about the accounts, as what Sasha was we saying in the um, mm. in the, the general meeting, you know, European football's pretty important for our finances and the prestige as a club. So it's it's still on, it's still on. To be honest with you, just last night, dexter two points may have helped, mm. but I think we're capable of getting to. I think we got fifty, we're capable of fifty six.
1: Mm. And and add, you know, we were saying <laughs> before ninety ninety fourth minute. Um, my God, you know, from the day Mar- Marco's final game, we were eighteenth. We go to eighth, a jump of ten places in what six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is. You know, mm. incredible. We would have been, inc- you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously been significant progress in a points haul from Duncan and Carlo in, in the last, in that period, but you know, that would have felt like a real kind of, well, the season's on here. We've, you know, we've probably got an opportunity.
0: Yeah, well, it would have been a big turning point uh, if we'd have won, but I don't think it's similarly a massive turning point that we didn't win. No. You know, as much, as much as that does feel like a defeat, it wasn't. We have, we have drawn that game with still only one league loss under Ancelotti, you know, out of, you know, six league games with him now. I think that's a, Really good record, and I think you know, if we can focus on these sort of positives, you know, it's not every game that we're going to be conceding two goals in the 94th and 95th minute. You know, if we can keep honing in on those sort of positives that we saw in those first 94 minutes of the match, you know, Ancelotti keeps working with them on the training pitch as he's now going to have you know 10 days to do before the next game, and then he's going to have a winter break as well to get working with them. We'll have injured players coming back. You know, there's there's still a real possibility. You know, we are still in this fight, as Gav's saying. There is still a real possibility that, Absolutely. you know, if we, can, if we can continue the kind of points haul that we got under Duncan Angelotti, there's no reason to suggest that we couldn't end up finishing 7th, 6th. You know, you, you know, yeah. why, why, why couldn't we aim that little bit higher? You know, mm. obviously, yesterday's result was a disappointing one. But, you know, as Gav said, it's not exactly a season-ender.
2: No, no. And you take we start, spent the first half of the podcast talking about t- how well we were playing yes, in the first. Absolutely, And, you know, that performance is probably better than, I would say, most top half of the table teams apart from the obvious couple of teams have probably played in the last two or three weeks. I just thought we were, we were excellent, we were smart. And I think Carlo, you know, you don't get to where he is in management. You know, Hammond and the players do you for the last two minutes. He'd be focusing on the you know, you be, be remind of how well they played yeah. for, uh, for 94 minutes and don't do the last... You know, get yourself organised, lads. You know, better. And I think lots of positives from last night and I don't think we should, uh, we should forget that. I don't <laughs> Hearing the crowd behind us at the end, I'm not sure they yeah. saw it that way. Yeah. Understandably, you know. Yeah, yeah, understandably, yeah. indeed. Yeah.
1: Excellent, chaps. Thanks for your company. Excellent, as always. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully we'll get back around the table uh, later in the week. Of course, no game to preview... Uh, this weekend, as uh, the Blues, of course, messed up an FA Cup. <laughs> dreams, but we won't talk about that. Um, so, But we'll still get rack around the table to discuss plenty of ongoings at the club. And of course, Friday would will mark one week until the deadline day. So that will be firmly on the agenda, whether there'll be any business at all, comings or goings. So thank you very much. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.